Welcome to Maybe You're Interested, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics in culture, questions from scripture, or things that we just find humorous or interesting. This podcast is brought to you by Northview Church in Kodak, Tennessee, and you can reach out to us anytime by visiting our website at www.mynorthview.church. Thanks for joining us. And now, on to this week's episode. Well, hello and welcome to Maybe You're Interested, a podcast of Northview Church. I'm joined by Mr. Jesse Cates, hey. big Braves fan, Jesse Cates. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Are you we, officially a Braves fan now? Yeah, we went to uh, we went to a game last weekend on Friday. They scored like nine runs and, uh, sorry dad, but killed the Cardinals. And uh, I had a lot of fun. The stadium was really nice. Uh, Ozzie Albies hit like a moonshot into uh, right field. So. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, they do that a lot. They just can't shut down the bullpen. So, I feel like anyways. I'm on the precipice. Um, I still like the Red Sox, too. But what? I think you can have an American League and a National League team. I guess. But so. at least it's not the Yankees, I guess. Yeah. Also joined by Mr. Zavin Greg. Hello. What's up, Zavin? How you doing? Pretty good. Tired. Lurking long hours this week, but I'm good. You're like 24 years old. Everybody asks me to do something because you can still I'm be young, tired. so I just got to do it. Whatever. Anyways, glad for you guys to be here tonight. If you are joining us on the podcast tonight, do us a favor. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, hit that like button. And uh, if you wouldn't mind following us, rating us, uh, that would help us a lot. And if you're watching us on Facebook, holy cow, you're knocking your mic over. I caught it. We're all right. Wow. He fell asleep right here and knocked it. <laughs> Anyways, if you're watching us on Facebook, if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast to help us get the word out of what's going on, we would greatly appreciate that. That would help us in the Facebook metrics and all that algorithm stuff that I don't understand. So anyways. I think on the uh, on the Apple podcast, too, if you'll go ahead and subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, and re-review, let's get those numbers on. Hey, whatever there. works, man. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I think I'm the only one who's rated, reviewed it, and subscribed. I think I thought I did. I'm, I've started listening to it on the podcast. Okay, well, maybe there's so two now. We're up to you need You're on the podcast. You haven't even done it yet, Zayn. I've subscribed. I haven't rated anything. Rate it. And if it's not a five-star review, um, <laughs> go rate a different one. Yeah. So anyways, so let's dive right into tonight's topic. Jesse Kate came up with this topic on a, a message that we had done, yeah. what, about two weeks ago now? It was. And uh, I'll let him dive in because he's got some questions. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I really feel like I probably should have sat in the center. I thought you were going to do the questions. Well, you sat but... there first, but you know, anyways. <laughs> anyways, so um, tonight's podcast is going to be on uh, the apathetic Christian. As Greg mentioned, um, this was on a sermon that he gave, I guess, two weeks ago um, and just talked about um, apathy in the church and what that means. So, um, yeah, apparently that sermon uh, didn't hit everybody so so well. Doesn't sound like – was it a heavy sermon? Uh I mean, yes, but I would say, too, like, I think that we need to hear sermons like that every now and then. Well, Zavin left crying that day, so I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Jesse. So what does, uh, for those listening that may not know, what does apathy mean? Well, Zavin looked that up. Why don't you share with us, Zavin, what Google says that apathy means? Apathy, according to Google, is lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. That's about all it gives. How well, do you that, think that applies to us in church? 
you have no enthusiasm yep. um, or concern. What was the other thing? Interest. Interest. So what are some examples of that in the church? Zavin? Examples of it in the church. All right, call me out on the spot. Sorry, I was Absolutely, I'm calling you out <laughs> this on the what spot. what happens when Greg I've, doesn't I've, ask the questions. I've studied all flex. this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess examples of that in the church. Hmm. One of the things I guess I was kind of thinking about earlier, it's kind of be a hard one to swallow, is it's kind of like, so when a new Christian comes and they get saved, and they go down to the altar and they pray and stuff. It's like we're really – I remember back when I was younger when we'd have youth events and stuff, I'd be really – everybody would be all excited and enthused about that. But now it's kind of like you don't see the church moving. You don't see as much excitement and enthusiasm when God does anything in the church. Mm. I mean, maybe in the worship music – you may get that. I remember from many churches I've been to, you get a, get a loud amen or a hand clap and stuff like that. You don't see that very often. Uh, hard one, Another hard one to swallow. You don't see very many people wanting to do anything in the church, meaning volunteering to help out, whether it's in the community or within the church, because they see other people have more of a need or an interest to do it, and they're not willing to commit to something like that. They don't have any desire to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, outside of the walls of the church, definitely in the communities, I think that, I think us as a church, we're, we're still young, so we're still kind of feeling it all out, get, getting our feet wet and figuring stuff out as we go, but there's many, many other areas, many other communities, especially in other churches in this community as well, that we don't go out as much we don't really have a concern for the community it's more like we would rather them come in within the our four walls and to go to them than to encourage them than to give to them than to serve them within i guess just an individual christian speaking i guess to myself in a lot of ways there's a lot of times where spiritual things will get brought up let me give you an example so I could be sitting there with my friends and one could bring up that they're going through a hard time or that they're really struggling with something. I've got no desire within me sometimes to really bring it and wrap it back around to God. It's kind of like, man, I'm sorry. I, I feel for you. Yeah, that's, and that's about it. Yeah, that's a pretty good. One. I think as a Christian, we should have that desire and that concern for not only whether they're saved or whether they're not saved, that concern and that desire to be able to help and preach to them, minister to them, and encourage them. And yeah. I think that that's a place where I definitely fail at. Yeah. So you put Zavin on the spot, and he just, like, talks for five minutes. And I know. Well, I thought I hadn't. I didn't write down enough questions, but now I'm thinking maybe I wrote down too many. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You um, know, I think uh, the biggest place that I see apathy play out is uh, not so much on Sunday mornings. You know, people come to the church and – and yeah, they don't always engage, but but they come. But it's it's more of Christianity is just Sunday mornings for so many people. Yeah, you know, it's um, I kept talking about it during the message. If anybody watched it, you know, I called it the meh Christian. You know, just the people who were like, eh, whatever, doesn't affect me. Yeah. And that's kind of kind of where it's at. And when we see people hurting, like Zavin just kind of alluded to, and I talked about it some in the message with the the parable of the uh, Good Samaritan. You know. We don't really want to put ourselves out there and risk um, 
necessarily the pain that yeah. may come with it or maybe uh, risk the uh, time that yeah. it may take to deal with with things like that um for me when i think about an apathetic christian it's really because we are becoming a not just christians but as a society such a self-focused society all so, we care about is ourselves. so to follow up on that greg and i'll we'll start with you on this one i think i'm gonna have to really zoom in on you whenever i want you to answer a question sweet because i think you're going to deflect everything hey else. i've already preached the message man <laughs> so what are the consequences of that of being apathetic as a christian um one thing that i think of just off the top of my head is the image that people see of us as christians yeah so what are your thoughts on that well i think there's two huge implications from apathetic christians uh, the first one is that it, it hurts the mission um People look at the church nowadays, they see Christians, and if you're not a Christian, you don't want to be. We're not a great example to so many people because we, we claim one thing, but we live totally different. Really, we live just like everybody else and then say, we follow Jesus. Yeah. So it kills the mission when we're out there trying to share the gospel and trying to help people. We just There's so little respect for the church in America right now, yeah. um, that, and that really comes from apathy from inside the church and outside the church everybody's apathetic about the church you know if, if you're not in the church you could you don't even think about it mm-hmm. the biggest place that I, I think the biggest implication from an apathetic christian is um you are just missing out on so much yeah. when when it becomes about you and you just try to protect yourself from getting involved and it gets to a point where you just don't really um really care um you are just missing out on what god has for you you're missing out on the vibrant life that he's called the faith that he's called you to and you know you're just going to go through this life and never really i mean you've claimed christ as your savior but you're never really going to experience him and that's a shame yeah so do you think you know you talk about being plugged in and having different roles and responsibilities in the church and doing what you're called to do um, can we be too plugged in to our roles and responsibilities with the church? What do you think, Zavin? I see, think I didn't call on you that time. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I got thoughts that we'll see if Zavin has the same. I think you definitely can. Being, I guess, since I was raised underneath my dad and my dad's, my stepmom's been in youth ministry for years. Mm-hmm. I've watched them work and work and work and love the work that they're doing and the part and the part that they play in it all. And I've also seen it to where they just they do too much. They're there. My dad, I remember there was a point in, uh, when I was younger, and I think my dad was at the church seven days a week. Like he he work a full time job, come home. I'd see him for about twenty minutes, and he'd be at the church. Yeah. Whether it's moving equipment, whether it's writing up for a lesson, or whether it, whatever it is, <coughs> and I just see him come home, and it was like it was like he was going to another job, and. I know that at one point here recently that was a big struggle for him and I could I've never been in that position because I've never really had a major role within a church or anything like that I've just I've done what I could sometimes and all that. I never really had any real big responsibilities but just watching him and seeing them seeing him especially get to the point where it was just work there was no real feeling. There was no real enthusiasm behind it. There was no spiritual aspect to it. It was just 
I was told I need to do this, I'm going to do it. Or I was told that this needs to be done, and he became the yes man and hated it at one point. And I think that that can definitely affect you because, I mean, I see you read on here, it talks about being burned out. I think that that's something that doesn't get talked about much in church anyway Yeah. because there's a lot of us, especially young Christians or not necessarily by age, but just by from the time that you were saved and now that are just like itching to do something or itching to be a part. And we have no real idea what it means to really be a part and to follow the calling that God put on our lives. So we jump in, some of us can jump into absolutely everything or some of us don't jump into anything at all. And I think that when we jump into everything, we get so bombarded with, we give up so much of our time. We give so much of our time. We should be praying. We should be reading our Bibles, the times that we should be spending with God or spending with people or spending with our family. We're just working ourselves to death. And I know that not being in those big roles and stuff, it's a totally different scenario when you are. But maybe you could talk a little bit more on that one because you being the pastor, I'm sure you've got a lot more <laughs> experience with responsibilities. Yeah, of course I do. Um you know, sometimes for me it becomes a job. Not most of the time. Um, it has in the past, not so much since we've planted this church. Maybe that's because we're young and I love what I'm doing. But, you, you know, going back to your original question, can we get too plugged in to our roles and responsibilities? It's kind of a double-edged sword. I don't think you can with a caveat. All of us have something that we're passionate about. Um I am passionate about pastoring the church and discipleship. That's that's where God has gifted me. Um, so that's what I want to do, you know. Uh, let's say you're passionate about leading music. We all know that's not where you're going, so we're just going to say that. You're going to enjoy doing that. Yeah. But it's when you start to fill in other areas on top of where God has gifted you and give you passions where burnout starts to happen. And just an example, I shared this in the messages. Um when I first answered the call to ministry, this was back in 2000, I think, 2000, 2001, some around in there. Um, I, my calling at that time, I felt passionate about youth ministry. So I started working in youth ministry, working with middle school kids. I didn't feel so passionate about them, but uh, that's where God placed me, and I ended up falling in love with middle school ministry. Um, you're, so you're the one. Yeah, there's only one of us, yeah. and I fell out of love with it too. <laughs> but that's that's beside the point. Um so that's where my passion was. I loved it. Um, I was teaching a class on Sunday mornings. I wasn't the youth pastor. I was just a volunteer. Teaching a class on Sunday mornings, helping out on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. I loved that. Then I joined a leadership team. Then I joined a committee. I didn't even know what we were doing on the committee. I know you love committees. Yeah, that's why we don't have that, – that experience is probably why we don't have them in this church. Then I joined an evangelism team. So – Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, I was at church for a whole like school year. I was only passionate about youth ministry. Yeah. The other stuff, it's not that I didn't care about that stuff. You know, evangelism is important. I wanted to be on that. The leadership of the church was important and nobody else was stepping up, so I wanted to be a part of that. The committee, not so much. But <laughs> they asked me to be a part of it, so I did because they needed somebody to, to fill a role. Yeah. Um, there comes a point where you are doing things you're not called to do. Even if you're doing them in the church for all the right reasons, if you are not called to do it, don't do it. For two reasons, you're going to burn yourself out and you are taking an opportunity away from the person who is called to do it. Yeah. Um, 
So that kind of leads right into the next question. How can we find what we are called to do as Christians? It's obviously prayer, um, digging into scripture, but I think it's innate within you. Yeah. Uh, you know what you love to do, what you're passionate about, whether that's working with children. No raised hands on that I'm one. working with the kids whether it's working Sunday morning, so we'll see. That's filling a role, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just one Sunday, right? Yeah. Whether it's uh, working with kids, working with students, whether it's working on the stage, helping lead worship, um, whether it's preaching and teaching, or whether you just feel called to to welcome people when they come through the door, that's important. Yeah. Uh, we're all called to a role in the church, but mostly what we're called to, if you really want to know what we're called to, is loving outside the church and loving your neighbors, which none of us do enough of that. Yeah. What do you think, Zavin? I think the, that what Greg said is, said is absolutely right, but I think also, and I think Greg can vouch for this, I won't make him tell his whole story, but he was talking about how he got into middle school youth ministry, and I've heard the story from him before. And I think what you said at the end of what you said was pretty much that we're called to love others and mm-hmm. to love God. That's that's what we're called to do is to love people and love God. Yeah, even middle school students. Even we're called to love students. them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I think that the calling that God has on our lives is, I mean, I think that we're supposed to serve. I think we're supposed to do something. And I think that when you say calling, when you say purpose, I think a lot of people think that there's some big picture to it. Right off the bat, there's some big picture, meaning I'm going to be the pastor of a church one day or I'm going to be a youth leader one day. And I think that we get so focused on that, and I'm speaking from my own personal experience, and (laughs) we get so focused on seeing that goal through that when things don't happen the way that we plan them to happen – it just we just kind of get burnt out. We get hurt. We get disappointed. And I think when you when you talk about a calling to do as Christians, I, I think that we're not supposed to find the calling. Mm. I think that our job is to love people, love God, and to serve. And I think that you know from your experience, it happened in a way that you didn't plan it to no, go. Not at all. It came to you. God yeah. put that position in that that area or that even with this church. I mean, same thing. Yeah. It was kind of. God had this whole plan laid out, and you had no clue about it. You just were doing what you felt you were led to do. Yeah, really my passion, speaking from personal experience, was all discipleship. That's where I always felt called to do, and it's been in different roles, and that's why I think he's placed me in a pastoral role now. Um, That's why I talk so much about discipleship. I think it's the missing ingredient. I don't know if that has anything to do with your question, but just wanted to share that. No, it doesn't. No, that's fine. (laughs) So, and I think uh, I think Zaven kind of touched on a really interesting point there too, and so did you, Greg. As far as uh, our calling, I think so many people in the church think of a calling as some grand thing, to where okay, I'm called to be a pastor, I'm called to be a music director, I'm called to be a youth pastor. Like you said, your calling could be greeting people out in the parking lot whenever they come in, and that's yeah. just as important as anything else that's done in the church because that's the first first face that people are going to see. So I think that was a really interesting point. So if our calling is to love God and to love others, how do we fall into an apathetic lifestyle? Well, that's a tough question, Jesse. I know, yeah. I, I think how we... How's it feel being on the other end? Yeah. I mean, falling into an apathetic lifestyle, I think it comes a little... Well, it comes all from selfishness, really, um, and not pursuing your calling. You know, we talk about calling, and calling is one of those 
words that you only hear in the church i guess like that new series you're about to yeah, do yeah maybe we do should the, add do the calling plug. Do to a that plug. yeah we already having a new series yeah. um called say what talking about the, the words in church that nobody understands calling maybe one of those maybe i need to add that to the list because yeah. it sounds so abstract it you know I, I i feel i was called to ministry god did not audibly say to me greg go be a pastor now I have heard a pastor say that it happened to them, and I, you know, I'm not going to discount that that it can happen. Yeah. Uh, it did not happen to me. Um, for me, it was the calling in that area of life came from I had a passion for discipleship, and then I was affirmed by other leaders in the church that this is where God's calling you to. But when we're trying to find our calling, every single one of us, it's really simple. Love God, love people. That's really all we're called to. What role that is, um, it doesn't really matter. You know, whether you are a greeter or whether you are the pastor or whether you are running the soundboard or leading worship, whatever your role may be. And how do we, if that's our calling and we, our whole calling is just to love people, how do we become apathetic? For some reason, we just don't love people and then we get selfish. Yeah. I, re- I mean, that. Maybe I oversimplified. Reason. I got a reason why. I need a reason why because I'm oversimplifying if it. If <laughs> you love God and you love others and you're in a role or you feel like you're in a position, I'm, once again, I'm speaking from personal experience, and you're doing what you're called to do. You're loving God and you're loving others, but you're not seeing any result immediately. Yeah, that's true. Or you're loving others, loving people, and those people turn their backs on you or hurt you. Yeah, or, that's very good. very good point. If they don't, if you don't feel that, if you don't feel some, us as humans, we're very, very selfish people, and yeah. we like things, especially in today's world, we have everything at our fingertips. If we don't see an immediate result, we get really discouraged. And I yeah. think that the reason we get apathetic is because we give and we give and we give, and when we don't see that result immediately, or we don't see that change in someone's life immediately, yeah. or we don't see the blessing that God's supposed to give us of maybe financial peace or whether it or spiritual peace or peace in a situation or joy in a hard time and different stuff like that if we don't see that immediately or maybe even if it's a situation and we feel like that the result that was given isn't the result that we wanted or that we thought was best for Mm. us we eventually start turning off the switches we're like okay well i'll stop i'll stop maybe showing as much care and as much love to this person. Yeah. Maybe I'll stop praying every single day because it must really not be, God really must not be hearing everything or it must not be that important. And we start flipping off the switches on our mm. board and eventually they're all off and yeah. we're just sitting there like, I'm a Christian, but I've got no to, nothing within me that drives me to go any further. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. just the insecurity as a human too. I mean, you think, okay, I tried this, it didn't work. I'm not going to get hurt again by putting myself out there doing that. So I think you start to build walls up, and you don't want to make that connection anymore. So good yeah. I think that's a really a, good point. Is a diet. I mean, let's I've not gone talk on about, about those. I've gone on about <laughs> six of them, and it works for about two weeks. And then when I don't see any results, I'm like, oh, well, this one doesn't work. Next one. Yeah, I know and, exactly what you mean. And I, th- and I mean, you can use plenty of other examples, but I think that that's what causes us if our callings to love God and love others. I think that us flipping off those switches and cutting off just a little bit more because we don't see those results that either we want or we don't see them immediately. I think that we start turning off those parts of our lives and maybe pulling back a little bit and eventually 
we've got nothing left to pull, nothing yeah. left to switch off, and we're just here on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Enjoy some good music. Not so great at preaching, but that was Craig Gibson this week, man. <laughs> I know. I was talking about this message. <laughs> I think uh, also on that question is sometimes we misconstrue what love means. We'll we think of love as you know, oh, I care about you. I all these kind of feeling, kind of I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. I hope, yeah. and I hope our listeners understand what I'm trying to say. And that is a part of it, but the love that I believe we're called to is an active love. You know, you you have to do something, which means if you're going to love people, you have to serve people. And if you're going to love God, you have to actively pursue a relationship with God. And for most Christians, we'll, we'll claim that we're loving God and we're loving people and we haven't opened our Bible in two weeks. Yeah. Um, or we've not even prayed in days or weeks or however long it may be. And we'll say we, we love people because we care about people, but do we care enough about them to actually go do something? You know, I mean, that's one of my weak spots as a pastor, just going to be fully transparent here for a second, um, because it happened today. You know, I, I'm not always great at going to visit people, and I had a call today, well, a call last night to go visit someone who's not even a church member, um, but who is probably in their very last stages of life with cancer who is likely not a christian and uh you know normally i would be like man i don't want to do that i got stuff to do um but for some reason this visit was different and i just really wanted to go so i went with one of our church um members here and visited him and you know it's not like there was some big grand um him giving his life to christ maybe he has given his life to christ i don't know but you could just tell he was appreciative that people came from yeah. from a church that he has no affiliation to yeah. just to pray with him and tell him Jesus loves him. That's all it takes. That is serving and loving people. It's just being there for them in whatever need that they've got. And when we don't and we just say, yeah, I care about you, I'll pray for you, but we never actually do anything, yeah. that's when we get apathetic. Yeah. I think we as Christians, we hear that all the time from uh, from other people in the church. And that's not to say that they don't, but we hear all the time, yeah, I'm praying for you and yeah, this and that. But then, you know, whenever somebody asks you about it two weeks later, like you know that they were really, really thinking about you and yeah, really praying that's for you. that's true. That. Stuff like that makes a big difference. Yeah, thanks for calling me out on that. Appreciate you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so uh, how can we as Christians step out of an apathetic point of view? Um, Zavin? We'll let you tackle hey, you're that. You're not the with. host here, Zaven. Would you mind to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of going back to the other question in a way. So I was talking about how we've kind of started. We're already past that question. I, I'm not talking about. Oh the yeah, question. you're the host. Never mind. Okay, continue. <laughs> so how I was kind of talking about how we could start. So we start turning off those switches and cutting mm. those ties and pulling back. I think that one we have to realize what we've done that in whether it's in the position we're in, whether it's for specific people, whether it's in our Bible reading, our prayer life, we have to identify those things and make sure that we know and that we make a point to start focusing on those things. And then something that I'm kind of working on for myself and that I'm uh, trying to focus on myself is I was talking about earlier, we were talking about 
having callings and yeah. talking about how sometimes we have this big goal, this big calling. And I think that sometimes we have to sit back as a Christian and just go, you know what? Forget my plans. Forget what I feel. Forget yeah, how right. I how I feel about all this. I want to just love God, love people. I want to serve them, like you said. I want to pursue God, like you said. And that be the only focus. And I think that once we get to that point where we get rid of our plans that and we let go of those disappointments because now all the everything that happens in our lives is going to be something totally mm-hmm. different because when we don't meet that standard we become disappointed now we have no standard to meet but just loving god and loving people yeah and i think that once we make that commitment and we make that our goal then we start flipping those switches back on of mm-hmm. loving each other loving yeah. certain people and pursuing God and with the callings in our lives and stuff I think that we have to get to a point where that just kind of falls in front of us like you said earlier we have our calling which is to love God and love people but what role that takes place is something I don't I think that we don't have to really worry about as long as we're loving God and loving people we'll get that's true and I think that those are the steps that we have to take to get out of that apathetic state is get rid of our standards get rid of our plans and realize where we've cut those ties realize where we've been pulling back and i think on top of it all we have to realize that we're being apathetic yeah i was getting ready to say that you've got to recognize it and confess it and there's probably a point um and we all we've all been around the church pretty much our whole lives so we've probably all been in this point i know i have not going to speak for you guys but i would guess you probably have there's probably a point where you just need to pause. Yeah. Uh, this sounds kind of weird because we're talking about apathy and how we're not getting involved. But there probably is a point, because there was for me, where I just had to step back, pause from what I was doing, and fall in love with Jesus again. Um, not that he had ever not fallen in lo- or left me and you know been not in love with me, but there was a yeah. season in life where I was all about ministry not about Jesus, and it can become that way very easily, especially when you start doing things, trying to serve just to serve, and it's not areas that you're passionate about. And and maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. We can edit this out if I am, but I believe you've kind of gone through that recently with stepping out of the youth ministry, saying, this is not where the Lord has called me. Um, So you've kind of got that experience going on and who knows what God's got for you next. Maybe you know what God's got for you. You just hadn't told us yet, but are you going to be the pastor? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Are you getting rid of me? Yeah, so, no, I, don't I just think realized so. that that's the whole plan here. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Um, so for ours, and I'll just speak from, from my personal experience, and this is a decision that Megan and I had made together. And, um, you know, I loved uh, my time at Mount Harmony working with those students and then here at Northview working with the students here. Um, it wasn't anything to do with the students, but I just felt like it wasn't fair to them because I knew that I wasn't a hundred percent invested into the student ministry yeah. and it wasn't something I, I love to teach. And I think that my gift is teaching. I love to teach and I love to, I'd love to give the lesson, but man, I stunk at planning stuff <laughs> and planning activities and, you know, shame on me for that and, and for, for doing it for so long and, and not stepping away sooner, but um, I wanted to serve, and I wanted to, to be of use to the church. Yeah. And 
and I want to be clear, there is nothing wrong if if there's someone out there who's listening to this, maybe they're a part of our church or another church, there's nothing wrong with doing that for a season. If there's a need that needs to be filled and you're available, fill it. But don't plan on that being where you're at forever, yeah. and especially if you're not passionate about it. And there's seasons where your passion will change. I yeah. never thought that I would step out of youth ministry when I got into youth ministry. I loved youth ministry. I still like being around youth ministry, but I don't want to be a youth pastor anymore. Um, I thought when I, you know, when we announced we were planting this church, was that 18 we announced it? Yeah, I guess so. Planted in 19, probably announced it in 18, I think. Yeah. Whenever that, that was. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's somewhere in that range. Even at that time, I thought, Man, it's going to be hard for me not to do youth ministry. It's not. You know, I miss some of the relationships, but that's not where God's put my passion now. He's changed it. So you got anything to add? No, I think we've, I've covered everything I feel like about it. Sweet. Yeah, that's well, You're the host, man. What else you got? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know how you end it, so I'm going <laughs> to kick it back over to you. Oh, I see how it goes. So I have to answer all the questions and do the hosting duties, but that's <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we appreciate you listening. If you've been tuning in to maybe you're interested for, for several weeks and now, like I said at the beginning of this, if you've not followed us and smashed that like button on uh, uh, the podcast, on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, please do that. Please rate us, subscribe. Um, Hey, let's be honest. Even if you're never going to listen to us again, do it for us anyways, because it'll help us with our with our algorithm stuff. And if you're watching us live, not live on Facebook, but watching the video back on Facebook, um, share the video for us so we can get the word out of what we're doing here with this podcast. And if you got questions, if there's things that's popped out on this, or you just got comments and you don't say, hey, Jesse, you were a terrible host. We know that's not what you're going to do. Um, but yes, if you got my mom and dad, yeah, if you got things to add, if you got other ideas, please share them with us. We can address them on a future um, episode of the podcast, and we would love to hear the, that feedback from you. You can share it in the comments on Facebook. If you're listening to the podcast, you can always shoot us a message. Uh, my email is greg at mynorthview.church. And if you don't have a church home, we'd love to have you come visit, visit us here at Northview Church. We meet at 340 West Dumplin' Valley Road every Sunday morning at 10 30 a.m you can join us in person we would love to have you in the building but if you can't be here in person you can watch us streaming live every sunday on facebook i mean you can catch up with our messages on our website at mynorthview.church as well if you would like to do that so thank you for joining us today and we will be back with you next week for another episode of maybe you're interested